Hey everyone, happy new year. It's the last week to say it unless until you get become annoying. So happy new year. It's your girl, Nora Tish, and this is a new episode of Nora's NFL Digest, where you know I get to talk deeper about some of these amazing football games. And I know I've been gone for a bit because it was my winter break. And I hope all of you guys had a great holiday season. And we got a lot of football to talk about because we are in the last week. We're going we're going into the last week of the NFL um, um, postseason. And we're going into wild card and divisionals and no and playoffs. Yay! So let's recap week 17. Yes, you guys, we missed week 16. Boo. And week 15. Boo. But week six, week seventeen wasn't nothing to sleep on, so we're gonna talk about some of these intense games, embarrassing games, and games that can really change your vibe. It'll elevate you. So let's start with the first game. We're gonna talk about the Raiders and Colts game. The Raiders beat the Colts twenty-three to twenty. <laughs> the Raiders actually have been doing some work because. They have put them, they could possibly slide into that last spot for the playoffs. We'll see this, we'll see after this week and wildcard weekend, but it's looking like it's a possibility. So Derek Carr, he threw for 255 yards, completed 24 at 31 of his attempts. He had one touchdown and two interceptions. Josh Jacobs led in rushing yards with 16 carries for 63 yards and one touchdown. Zay Jones led receiving yards with eight receptions for 120 yards. Now let's go over to the Colts side of the town. Also, shout out to Carson Wentz because I had zero hope and zero belief in him this season. But hey, he showed me to shut up and sit down because they are nine seven at this moment. Okay. Carson Wentz threw for 148 yards, completed 16 out of 27 of the attempts, had one touchdown. Jonathan Taylor led in rushing yards with 20 carries for 108 yards and one touchdown. Michael Pittman Jr. led in receiving yards with six receptions for 47 yards. This game was one of those games that went all the way down to the wire. And also, this is, I would, I'm personally going to say this was a great game to watch, except for the third quarter. It was a mess. But the most of the game was really, really good. Um, the Raiders, this was the Raiders game to win. I'm not going to lie. And it took them until literally, well, you'll know, you'll, you'll know when they won. I'll tell you in a second. So in the first quarter, the Raiders were the first one to get on the board because Josh Jacobs had a two-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Daniel um, Clarkson kissed extra point, make it 7-0. In the second quarter, again, Raiders are taking care of business because then Daniel Clarkson kicked a 47-yard field goal putting the Raiders up 10 to 0. Then Michael Bagley uh, for the Colts um kicks a 46-yard field goal finally putting the Colts on the, the Colts on the board 3 to 10. Daniel Carson kicked extra uh, sorry, he kicked the field goal for 45 yards which put them up 13 to 3. With one second left on the clock, Jonathan Taylor has a one-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Michael Bagley kicked the extra point, um, making this more of a competitive game, 10 to 13. We go to halftime. Come out. 
The Colts are back in action because their T.Y. Hilton catches a 45-yard pass from Carson Wentz, which results in a touchdown. Michael Bagley kicked the extra point, putting the Colts up 17-30. to This is their first lead in the game. No one else after that touches the end zone. So it was like, ooh, what's going to happen in the fourth? But you know you're going to get some action in the fourth quarter, which is what happened. Because then Hunter um, Renfro catches an 11-yard pass from Derek Carr, which results in a touchdown. Daniel Carson kicks the extra point, making it 20-17. to 17. With a minute and 56 seconds on the clock, Michael Bagley kicks a 41-yard field goal, tying the game. 20 to 20 is giving big overtime energy. Game about to be a wrap, but no, no, no. Daniel Carson does what he does best, which he gets paid a lot of money to do best. He kicks a 33 yard field goal, when, which went through and after expired the clock, um, extending the Raiders' victor, his, his victory track to 23 to 20. Yes, y'all. This game was actually very good. Um, I got to catch a lot of it, especially towards the end. But the Raiders have been, um, they've been they, they beat the Broncos, they beat the Browns. They're they're having, you know, they're vibing, especially after that devastating loss to the Chiefs. Um, actually, right before I went on vacation. So, but they've been doing pretty. They've been holding themselves together. Three game winning streak. They faced the Chargers this Sunday for Sunday Night Football. But really, really, really good game we had here with the Colts. Let's go to um game that wasn't so tragic. Let's go to the Eagles versus Washington. Because there's a lot of these games that was on week 17 where it was just a disaster. So the Eagles beat Washington 20 to 16. Jalen Hurts, who almost got crushed by a rail in the Washington Stadium, which was crazy because that's a fucking bad architecture because it doesn't make sense why that would happen to a new stadium. But hey, homie was bad, bad spice that was definitely tickling for him because he saw, he caught for his peripheral and got out the way and was able to even help his fans up and make, and make sure everyone was okay. Great guy. Jalen Hurts, he threw for 214 yards, completed 17 out of 26 of his attempts. Boston Scott. He led in rushing yards with 14 carries for 47 yards and two touchdowns. Dallas Goldert? Goldert. He led in receiving yards with six receptions for 71 yards. Taylor Heineke. He threw for 247 yards and completed 27 at 36 of his attempts. And he had one interception. Jared Patterson led in rushing yards with 12 carries for 51, uh, sorry, 57 yards and one touchdown. Terry McLaurin had um, led in receiving yards with seven receptions for 61 yards. Well, the the Washington football team pretty much hit the ground running early in this in this game. The first half they were pretty they were pretty solid. The first half, while the Eagles were more like the hair for the tourist, the hair uh, tail. They just, no, they were more the tourists. That was dumb. They more the tortoise because they just took their time and it was without a victory. So, in the first quarter, Jared Patterson has an 11-yard run, which results in a touchdown, putting the Washington uh, football team on the on the board pretty early. So then Joey Slack kicks the extra point, making it 7-2-0. 
With two minutes left on the in the first quarter, Joey Sly kicked a 31-yard field goal, extending extending Washington's lead to 10 to zero. In the second quarter, Boston Scott has a two-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Jake Elliott kicks the extra point, making it seven to ten. Then Washington takes over again because then Joey Sly kicks a 39-yard field goal, which was good, and it made extending their lead 13 to seven. With one second left on the clock, Joey Sly kicks a 55-yard field goal, continues to push that lead to now 16 to seven. In the third quarter, Boston Scott, he has another one-yard run and which results in a touchdown. Jake Elliott kicks the extra point, making it 14-16. Still anybody's game. In the fourth quarter, we got Jake Elliott kicking a 42-yard field goal off the rip, putting um, the Eagles up 17-16. This is a perfect example of something with the Washington offense which was not working. Heineke was it just the Heineke combo was not happening. It just no, it was a mess because a lot of three and outs, a lot of um overthrown passes, underthrown passes, and yeah, it was it was wasn't good because then um to end the game with two minutes and twenty one seconds left on the clock, Jake Elliott kicked a forty one yard field goal, putting up twenty to sixteen. When you got two minutes on the clock, you got to get down that field. You got to. And you're down by four points. You got to go get a touchdown. And this Washington was unsuccessful in that. Extending the, the wow, the Patriots. The Eagles, um, Eagles will definitely march on from there to face the Cowboys this coming week. But that game, that game was just a lot of, it was, a, it, was a, it was kind of more of a heavy defensive game because defenses were. This could have been a this could have been a shootout, but it wasn't. And the last game we're gonna talk before our break, I'm going to keep it in the East because I'm gonna talk about the Cardinals and the Cowboys. <coughs> two number two teams that are are very dope. I gotta give it. The Cowboys are really good this year. Um, the Cardinals are really good this year. People say they're fools go. I don't think they're fools go just yet. And those losing D Hop did not help things. But I think the Cardinals, they got, they're gonna make some noise in that playoff. I know at least one round. I'm not gonna kill the Cardinals out first. But the Cardinals beat the uh, Cowboys 25 to 22. Kyle Murray, he threw for 263 yards, completed 26 out of 38 of his attempts. He had two touchdowns. Chase Edmonds, he was leading Russia with 18 carries for 63 yards. While Christian Kurt, our guy, he was leading receiver with six receptions for 79 yards. On the Dallas side, again, Dak, when he missed that miss last season, he promised to come back stellar this year because that's what homie's been doing. To the, um, this game, he threw 226 yards, completed 24 out of 38 attempts. He had three touchdowns. He also led in rushing yards with five carries for 20 yards. Dalton Schultz, he led in receiving yards with six, eight, six receptions for 54 yards. This game was a good game. This game went all the way down to the wire. Great, great game. So let's start the first quarter. We got... The Cardinals put this up on the board pretty much in the middle of the quarter. And this is like a, the first half of this game was kind of 
slow because there wasn't that much there wasn't that much going on. Last three and outs. Um defenses were shutting down the I will say this. The the Cardinals defense was was all over the place. They were they were not letting Dallas get down that field. It just was not popping. It wasn't happening. But um Matt um, Prater, he kicked a 24-yard field goal in the first quarter, putting up, putting the first points on the game for the Cardinals, three to zero. In the second quarter, um, Ant- uh, Anthony Wesley, he had a one-yard, sorry, he caught a one-yard pass from Kyle Murray, which resulted in the touchdown. Matt Prater kicked the extra point, making it ten to zero. And towards the end of the second quarter, right before halftime, we got Michael Gallup with a 21. 21- Caught 21-yard pass from Derek. Wow, Dak Prescott, which resulted in a touchdown. Greg Zerlin kicked the extra point, putting Dallas on the board seven to ten. Um, while the clock was expiring, Matt tried to kick the 53-yard field goal, extending the uh, Cardinals' lead to 13. And then we go into halftime with a 13 to seven score. However, when we come out of halftime. Cardinals pretty much owned the third quarter because then Anthony um, Wesley, he caught a 19-yard pass from Kyle Murray, which resulted in a touchdown. Murray and company went for the two-point conversion. However, it was no good. So that's going to lead to 19-7. to And then Matt Pratt kicked a 26-yard field goal, extending at least some more, 22-7. to So you're probably wondering at this point, how did the, what did the Dallas do to come back? Well, you need you need some you need two touchdowns, baby, and a two-point conversion. You can get back in the game, which is exactly what happened. Because in the fourth quarter, starting out, you got Cedric Wilson catching a two-yard pass from Dak Prescott, which resulted in a touchdown. Greg Zerlin kicked the extra point, making it a 14 to 22. Still, anybody's game. Matt Pryor then kicked the 38-yard field goal, making it 25 to 14. So with four minutes and 42 seconds left on the clock, Amari Cooper catches a four-yard pass from Dak Prescott, which resulted in a touchdown. Dak knew he had to go for a two-point conversion because the time was getting, getting low and the way off the offense wasn't clicking the way they normally do, so he had to go for two. And it was successful. Dak, um, Dak Prescott passed to um, Cedric Wilson, and which was a, resulted in a positive two-point conversion. Two point co- uh, conversion situation. So it extended their lead 22 to 25. After that, however, Dallas was not able to get back down that field and march over there to try to put up any more points. So the clock will, ex- will expire, expire with the Cardinals beating the Cowboys 25 to 22. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the trash game of the week and then we're going to talk about Nora's game of the week because man was there some nonsense and we're just going to bring up a little bit a little snippet i think i talk about a lot of my v report about antonio brown but i'm going to mention what happened in the bucks the, i mentioned the bucks in the jets game but we'll be right back Hi, 
Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Again, if you're someone interested in starting your own podcast, but you have no idea where to turn, what you need to do is go and download the Anchor app. Anchor is the best place to create your podcast because you can do everything you need and launch it on there for free. And within that package, okay, and we wrote y'all, what you got to do is literally start recording what you're saying. That's how you do a podcast. Record what you're saying. And then you can edit, add effects, add music, and then publish all on the same app on your phone, your tablet, your computer. And that's Anchor. And once you publish it, then it goes to a variety of different podcast generators, such as Apple and Spotify. So if you're ready to turn those podcast dreams into a reality, all you got to do is download Anchor. So... Before I get to my trash game of the week, I'm going to talk about the Buccaneers and the Jets. So we all know there's a lot going on with the Antonio Brown and the Buccaneers situation. I got more clarity since recording my my uh, V report. So shout out to me. But um, pretty much, Antonio Brown said he didn't. He wasn't. He didn't quit. He was cut on the sideline. So, again, I love a good I love a good actor. If you're going to fire me while I'm at work, I, me personally, now, I when I was young, I did stupid things. We all just did everything young. But if I'm actually doing my job and giving you all I got, and then you're going to fire me because I'm injured and you know I'm injured, and or I'm cleared, but then I get on the field because as a former athlete, especially one that was injured a lot, especially my knee and my ankle and my neck, what I did know, I can be feeling great. But once I, for me, when I touched that mat or touch that track and that ankle was rolling, that knee was locked, popping and dropping without me, I wasn't running. I wasn't tumbling. I wasn't jumping. I wasn't throwing. I wasn't doing nothing. I'm not going to throw mess up my body for nobody. So I I could definitely sympathize with Antonio Brown. People are like, well, the way he did it, you know, everybody can say all these things until you get fired at your job. Now me, small story. I got but I know I quit from McDonald's. I didn't get fired. But I worked at McDonald's when I was younger. And I was working my butt off, y'all. I was working two jobs, overnight job, and then working at McDonald's. All because she wanted to party up at college. That's exactly what it was. I just wanted to have money so that when it's time to go to the parties, I'm not taking from my work study and my job money. I'm taking from the money I put in my savings. See, I was really responsible for the child. Uh, a college student. I ain't gonna hold y'all. So I was over the summers, I would be working like a dog. And I remember my boss was really doing a lot. Now my boss, his job is McDonald's. That's it. That was that's that's the ceiling. That's it. He wants to literally be the manager of the McDonald's that I was working at. That's all that man's dreams was. Now my dreams. We all, you know, I wanted to be, you know, go become a sports attorney and do my thing back then. Now we know this dream have changed. But I was like, this is just so I can go party. And that was literally what the money was for. Cause I paid, I did my part at school, you know, I got the scholarships, amen. I got the, um, 
I got I had me a job, so I was working to you know if I wanted to like if I you know if I had to go to the doctor or something like that. I had that stuff. I had that money, but this was specifically for turn life. That's why I want my, my McDonald's money and my I got y'all worth at Walmart. My Walmart McDonald's money that was for me to have fun, me to shop because she oh man when I was young, yo I love to shop way too much way too much i still do but now i'm gonna have real problems real adult things i don't shop as much but back then mm-mm. we going we going out on friday let me go to the mall and get me a new outfit and it's funny because when i first went to college the one thing i did was i would make clothes i would make like i would have my sewing stuff with me so if we were going out and i couldn't afford because back then <laughs> Not say back then, 2010. But, but when I went to college, I couldn't afford to go buy clothes every time I wanted to go somewhere. So I would just find something old and sew it differently and make that look that flowy dress tight. You know, you know, it's stupid stuff like that. You know stuff. So when my my manager got in my face and was yelling at me about some French fries and I'm flipping burgers, I say, you know what? I took. I I'm serious, y'all. I but I'm buttoning that shirt. Took that shirt and throw it right in his face. I said, I quit. And I walked out that door. I said, what you not going to do is talk to me crazy after I'm busting my butt. And he knew I worked the overnight job. He knew. And he was just like, you stupid. You ain't going to be out there. You lucky to be here. I was like, lucky to be at the McDonald's. Yes, y'all. So that's why I was, it's whatever I understand. I was crazy to other people. To me, shout out to Abs at the time. I walked out in my bra and abs and my pants and went right in the car. And then I took my pants off and threw them at the door. Yes, I had clothes in the car because I used to go to the gym every day. So I was like, I don't need this. So I understand exactly what Antonio Brown was doing there. But my question to everybody, Bruce Aaron especially, you need Antonio Brown to play against the Jets? It's the Jets. And I'm not going to say that because the Giants are just as sorry. I'm not going to put one my best receiver in for the Jets. Also, why were the Bucks even losing to the Jets? And why did it take a Tom Brady last second? I'm going to chuck this ball up the up the field attempt to beat the Jets. So Bucks, you got more problems than just Antonio Brown being like, it's been real, and I'm out. Y'all struggling against the Jets. So I'm going to let you talk about the stats real quick. This is not even my trash game of the week. This was just a, I can relate to the story in every possible way. But this just was stupid. Like, I'm not, let me think of the equivalent. Like, it, <laughs> shoot. I'm Tom Brady. I'm the best quarterback in the world. I'm not playing hard on certain games. I'm, we're 12 and four. At the time, we were 12 and three. I'm not, no, we were 11 and four at the time. I'm not going to throw my shoulder out for a, you know, for 11 team. I'm just not, I got to prepare for the freaking, the, um, the playoffs. I'm not going to waste all that energy. I want, yeah, I'm going to play, but I'm not going to do all that. So you need to break your receiver on a hurt ankle to play against a team that, you know, like my team ain't going nowhere. Like, that was just stupid. 
Anyway, top rate threw for 410 yards. He completed 34 out of 50 in the 10th. He had three touchdowns and one interception. Okay, um, Keyshawn Va- Vaughn, he led in rushing yards with with eight carries for 31 yards. Rob Gronkowski, he had seven receptions for 115 yards. Zach Wilson, who is literally the quarterback in face and literally became a quarterback that day because Zach Wilson has been a freaking disaster. But he looks like a quarterback, pretty kid, but it hasn't been meshing. But, you, you know, he did a pretty decent job this game. He threw for 234 yards, completed 19 out of 33 receptions of his Completed 19 out of 30 of his uh, passes, and he had one touchdown. Michael Carter, he led in rushing yards with three carries for 54 yards. And Braxton Burroughs um, led in receptions <coughs> by receiving yards with eight receptions for 65 yards and one touchdown. Also, if you want to know how the conclusion of that story of me quitting McDonald's, the man still works there to this day. And he just became manager because my niece works there now. It's like, it's crazy. So I just want to let y'all know the, the conclusion to me leaving that and that. I literally don't put that on my resume. It never happened in my brain. But that's why I can remember. I understand that frustration. Okay. So Braxton Barrows, he had the one-yard um, run in the first quarter, which put the Jets on the board early, 7 to 0 Mike Evans catches a four-yard pass from Tom Brady at the end of the first quarter, and that puts them on the board 7-0. Both um, Eddie per, um, Pinero and Ryan suck up extra points, and they both were good. Sorry about that. I meant to go back to that. In the second quarter, Braxton Barrows has a nine, catches a nine-yard pass from Zach Wilson, which results in a touchdown. Eddie catches the extra point, making it 14-7. Ryan Suckup kicks a 39-yard field goal for the Bucks, putting them up 10 to 14. With one second left on the clock, Eddie kicks a 51-yard field goal, extending the Jets' lead to 17 to 10. And when I did see that on me and my brother were watching on uh, Red Zone, when I saw that, I was like, "No, the Bucks are not losing to the Jets." That's all you can say. Because I'll get to my why I said that because my trash game of the week makes perfect sense but um <laughs> i'll get to that but the third after halftime the third quarter we got ty johnson with a one yard run extending that lead with a touchdown for um then eddie extra point make it 24 to 10. with 29 seconds left in the third cameron break um, catches a four yard pass for tom brady which results in a touchdown Ryan Suckup kicks the extra point, making 17 to 24. In the fourth quarter, Ryan Suckup kicks a 27-yard field goal, putting the the Bucks up 20 to 24. And this is when I literally saw Jets fans just fall. Cause with 15 seconds on the clock, which means you had 15 minutes of shenanigans. But with 15 seconds left on the clock, Cyril um, Grayson catches a 33-yard pass for Tom Brady, which results in a touchdown. Yo, yo, you can't make this up. Which is 24. Sorry, that'll be 26 to 24. No, no, no. Brady's like, oh, I've been the best too much today. 
So you know what we're going to do? We're going to have Le'Veon Bell run and run in the two-point conversion, which was good, making it 28 to 24. Oh, what an embarrassing day. That's all I can say. Like, <laughs> man, if I was the Bucks that day, I'm like, why did we have to play this hard to beat the Jets? Why did we lose our best receiver? Why did we do all this stuff so dramatically? Because again, yelling in someone's face in front of a bunch of people, you never know how they're going to react. Everyone's talking about um, Antonio Brown off the, off the field antics. That's when I'm not at work. When I'm not at work, I am not the same person on mic that, well, that's not true. Well, on my podcast, yes, but on like the show that I am in the office, that I am with my homegirls, my homeboys, I am not the same person. And one thing I can say that each person will, all my things will unite. If you yell in my face, you don't know what's going to happen next. You never going to know. I can just be like, it's cool. But now, you know, she got money now, so she's going to say it's cool. But <laughs> I'm going to walk away. But back when I was younger, oh no, you might get slapped. You don't know, you just don't know. So you don't get somebody, especially someone who is trying, like you can't, you can say whatever you want off the field, his behavior. Well, on that field, that boy is running. Do not play until you probably catch those passes, my goodness. Still an elite receiver. And I wish him all the best of luck as he continues his journey. Now let's get some trash, look at some real, stanky nasty trash as a tie between the sorriest games of the week gotta go i'm not gonna say the the worst game, the sorriest games of the week i'm going with the dolphins and titans giants and bears how dolphins lost the titans three to thirty four I'm going to yell the stats because I, I got to get to my disgusting Giants in a second. Ryan Tannehill threw for 120 yards. He had completed 13 to 18 of his passes and had two touchdowns. Donta Freeman. Side note. <laughs> yes, he, did, he had um, 26 carries for 132 yards and one touchdown. AJ Brown had two receptions for 41 yards. Dolphins, I don't know where y'all were, but y'all did not show up for this game whatsoever. Two and three for 205 yards, completed 18 out of 38 attempts and had one interception. Duke Johnson had seven carries for 49 yards, while Mike Gasek, Gasek, I don't know that, he had four receptions for 51 yards. The only time the Dolphins looked were even near an end zone or near something was in the second quarter with their 39-yard field goal. I'm not going to even go over this game because it was a disaster. But just pathetic games. That was a pathetic game. For the pathetic display of the Dolphins. Shout out to the Titans again now being number one in the, the AFC but still, Dolphins, what was that? And let me get to this. The Giants versus the Bears. Giants lost to the Bears 3-29. to 
Mike <laughs> Gillen threw for 24 yards. He's, he's our leading passer. Threw for 24 yards, with 4 out of 11 of, of his passes, and had two interceptions. Yeah, y'all. That's it. That's the passing yards there. Saquon Barkley, who is a shell of himself, but you know, he did do have a decent run this game. 102 yards, 21 carries, Evan Ingram, one reception, 12 yards. I don't even know where to begin with my frustration with this. I am furious as a Giants fan. I just, actually at this point, I don't care anymore. I just don't care. Not at all. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the draft. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the Packers to play. That's it. That's all I'm at right now, y'all. I'm going to be real with you with the Giants. But Andy Dalton, he threw for 173 yards, completed 18 out of 35 attempts, had one touchdown, one interception. David Montgomery had 22 carries for 64 yards and two touchdowns. While Darrell, Dar- yeah, Darrell Mooney had seven care- seven receptions for 69 yards and one touchdown. Similar to the Dolphins, the Giants only saw the end zone, well, ish, in the second quarter with a 32 yards, 38 yards goal. This game was completely dominated by the Bears in every way, to the point that the fourth quarter, hoop, no, no one even needed to look at the end zone. It was just this, it was disaster by the end of the fourth and the third. So let's talk about it. David Montgomery, straight, straight out the gate, y'all, um, has a two-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Um, Cairo Santos gets the extra point, making it 7-2-0. Then um, Darnell Mooney, he, has a four, he catches a four-yard pass from Andy Dalton, which results in a touchdown. Cairo gets the extra point, making it 14-2-0. In the start of the second quarter, the, actually, no, I believe it's not the third quarter. In the middle of the third quarter, the Giants are able to march down the field a little bit. Graham Gano has a 38-yard field goal, which is good, putting the Giants on the board 3-14. to 14. The Giants, man, we've been here before. We think things are going to get better. But, oh, wait, we suck, so no, it wouldn't. Clear Cairo Santos kicked the 21-yard field goal, making it 17-3. Oh no, guys, it's not over because then with 52 seconds left on the clock, Angelo Blackson gets a safety, putting it 19 to 3. And you thought it was over then? No, because with the clock expiring to go into halftime, Cairo Santos kicks a 44 yard field goal, putting the Bears up 22 to 3. If you watch that disgusting display of football, you are you're just you're just existing at that point. You're a shell of yourself. It's not good football, bad football, bad giants, terrible, terrible, terrible. So you're thinking, a Giants fan, it can't get any worse. We're gonna get better at halftime. We're gonna get some of the secret stuff that Bucks White is gonna give us because we desperately need it. Oh no. Because the David Montgomery had a two-yard run, which put, which results in a touchdown. Cairo Santos, uh, Santos kicks extra point, making it 29-2-3. Uh, 
Giants, at this point, we need a lot of new things. We need a new GM. We need a new quarterback. We need to we need to just scrub the team and get it together. And I'm never for firing nobody. You know, I ain't, I ain't about firing folk. I think that is, but, you know, that's trash. But that's always livelihood. But this is disgusting. Disgusting. Horrible game. This was the sorriest game ever. Sorriest game ever. Absolutely disgusted in every single possible way from that game. But on a bright note, we're going to talk about Nara's game of the week. Because this game here was fire. Fire, fire, fire. And I am talking about the only teams that gave me that passion that I could watch this week, which was the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals. This game was spectacular. Oh, I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. You guys know I'm a huge LSU football fan, so I am literally dancing in joy with what I'm seeing from Joe Burrow, okay, and Jamar Chase. I am dancing with joy. So let's get to it. So Pat Mahomes, he throws for 259 yards, completed 26 out of 35 attempts, and he has two touchdowns. <clears throat> and we have Darrell Williams, who's leading rusher with 14 carries for 88 yards and two touchdowns. Nicole Hardman was, had one reception for 53 yards. Joe Burrow. Threw for 446 yards, completed 30 out of 39 attempts, and had four touchdowns. Yes, he did. Joe Mixon, he had 12 carries for 46 yards, while Jamar Chase had 11 receptions for 266 yards and three touchdowns. Yes, that's the LSU, baby. Yes. Okay, let's get to this game. And so in the first quarter, we have so Marcus Robinson uh, with a twenty catching a twenty nine yard pass for Pat Mahomes, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicked extra point, putting the Chiefs on the board early, seven to zero. With two minutes and fifty seconds left on the clock, Travis Kelsey catches a three yard pass from Pat Mahomes, and that results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicked extra point, making it fourteen to zero. Looking a little bit crazy right now, right? However, literally 49 seconds later, ooh, that's how them Bengals, bad Bengals are moving. Because they've got Jamar Chase catching a 72-yard pass from Joe Burrow, which results in a touchdown. Evan McPherson can kick that to point, make it 7 to 14. That's just the first quarter, baby. Yeah. So then we go to the second quarter. We have Darrell Williams with a one-yard run. Extending that Chiefs lead to 21 to 7. Jamar Chase catches the 18 yard pass from Joe Burrow, which results in a touchdown. Evan McPherson kicked the extra point, making it 14 to 21. Y'all ain't down seven, but still in the field. However, them Chiefs gonna put some points on that board. You feel me? Because then Darrell Williams has another one yard run, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicked the extra point, making it 28 to 14. However, with 41 seconds left on the clock, Evan McPherson um, helps the Bengals extend their lead with a 46-yard field goal, making it 17-28 at the half. 
the third quarter, momentum slowed down, but after, after, Jamar Chase catches a 69-yard pass from Joe Burrow, which puts them up 24 to 28. And also thanks to Evan McPherson's extra point kick. So the fourth quarter, after that, yeah, no one saw the end of after that. However, in the fourth quarter, Tyler Boyd has, uh, catches a five-yard pass from Joe Burrow, which results in a touchdown. Evan McPherson kicks the extra point, making it 31 to 28. We know wasn't about the Chiefs. We know that they're, they're gonna do something. They're gonna figure something out because then Harrison Buckler kicks a 34-yard field goal, which to put ties the game 31 to 31. However, with the clock expiring, Evan McPherson kicks a 20-yard field goal, which was good, putting the Bengals up 34 to 31, ending the game. So shout out to them. Bad Bengals, okay? Because that was a good... No, it was a good game. That was a great game. So enjoyable. So enjoyable. So I'm going to right now let you guys know what's going on, what's, what the playoffs is looking like so far. In the AFC, we got the Titans, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bulls, Bills, <laughs> New England. And in the 16th, we got the Colts, 7th. Uh, we have the Chargers, and then if we have the Raiders. In the NFC, we have a team that just got the best quarterback in town. The Green Bay Packers as number one. The LA Rams, Tampa Bay, Dallas, the Cardinals. Number 16 is San Francisco. Seven is the is Eagles. And eight is the Saints. So that is where we are staying on right now. Of course, we still got week 18 to go. And I'm going to give you my week 18 picks right now. So we're going to go off our Saturday game. Yes, we got some Saturday football, y'all. We got the Chiefs versus the Broncos. Norris going with the Chiefs. And we got the, the Cowboys versus the Eagles. I am going with the Cowboys. On Sunday, we'll go score one o'clock game. We get the Bengals versus the Browns. Oh, Miles, yeah, you know you my fool. I love you, but I'm going with those Bengals for sure. Then we got the Packers versus the Lions. Packers, Bears versus the Vikings. The Vikings have the most, the worst luck, but I just, I just know they're better than the Bears. I'm going with the Vikings. Washington versus the Giants. This is Washington's game. And it's in Giants field, so I'm going to be real sad. And the Giants win? Cool. I just point cool. I, yeah, fine. Win the last game of the season. I don't care. But like, <laughs> Colts versus the Jaguars. I am going with the Colts. Steelers versus the Ravens. Isn't it sad how the Ravens got pretty much snatched out of the playoffs? That's sad to me. That's really sad to me. But I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm going with the Raiders. Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens here. I def, I think, uh, let's just see how it goes. That's just a, my guess. Titans versus the Texans. Oh, Titans. Titans easy. Um, Saints versus the Falcons in Atlanta. Whew. Well, the Falcons, yes, they technically are. Technically, the Falcons are battling. If you look at the um, playoff chart, right? The Falcons are battling. It could be 
that's if, if things go right they could slide their way into that eighth seed so i think that game well let's yeah, if i was about to have to win the the um vikings have to lose and we're all gonna lose they might be able to slide in so i don't know i'm gonna go with new orleans just because the Vikings, I just you just can't trust the Vikings. You just if you you just can't. No, sorry, not the Vikings. You can't. You just can't trust the um the Falcons. You just can't. They just never show when you need to. Jets versus the Bills. This is the Bills' day to shine. Four Nines versus the Rams. Rams. Patriots versus Dolphins. Patriots. Seahawks versus the Cardinals. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Panthers versus the Bucks. 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 And for our Sunday Night Football, we got the Chargers versus the Raiders. This is going to probably be the game of the week. I I am very torn here because I honestly, it could go either way. But, hey, I'm going to go with the Raiders. And that will be my picks this week. And thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the NFL Digest. You guys keep being safe out there. Keep doing what you got to do to just make sure you get home and make sure you're good, okay? Because there's so much going on. I heard about the flu rona. I thought that I might be important. I have nothing else to say about that. That's just not fair. But, yeah, they, that's, that's out here, y'all. That's real stuff. So, please be careful out here and be safe. Keep those music boom, booming. Because, y'all, I don't know about y'all. This summer was such a vibe. I want this summer to literally be, well, last summer was a vibe. I want the last summer to be this summer. So I want to go back to vibe. So y'all be safe out there. Be careful. I'll see y'all next week. Bye.